Hello, I'm Travis Wayne Hurt, and you're listening to the second episode of the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas Special, the podcast. Pretty solid decision on your end, if you ask me. In today's episode, my co-host Aaron Gillis and I will discuss the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas Special again, segment by segment. It's the second Christmas special that we made, and you can watch the entire thing on Urbana Public Television's YouTube channel if you would like to. After that, I'll chat with a true hero of mine, Lindsay Markle, about the segment she worked on for this specific Christmas special. Lindsay and I recorded our chat remotely, each of us alone in our apartments on a Friday night because we're cool and popular, and I think it worked out pretty well, especially since I was kind of scared of doing it that way. I was afraid of the technology involved and the awkward pauses in the conversation because I'd never recorded a remote interview before. But Lindsay was the perfect person to do this with because I trust her with this podcast's life. And maybe that's an emerging theme in the Travis Wainer Christmas specials. You try to do something you're kind of scared of with the people you trust, and it turns out better than you could have even envisioned. Maybe? Is that what the Christmas specials are about? You tell me. You're the smart one here. Ooh, Santa, Santa. everybody it's me and me as an Aaron and Travis again we just finished watching the Travis Wainhurt Christmas special again and are here to talk about it hi Travis hi Aaron thanks for helping out of course we just finished watching this me and you and my cats Fogelnest and Gillis who's named after you yeah first up overall this is the second year of the Christmas special do you have any memories of like working on our specific segment? Because we, we were at the beginning of the segment. It starts the beginning of the whole Christmas special this time. It starts with the same slide and the loud guitar noise. And then into another segment of us eating food. Right. I just remember doing that segment and... Melanie and Joanna were behind the camera filming it and laughing the entire time. And so it was really hard because I was also laughing the whole time as well. Do you remember coming up with the idea for this? Because what we did is we have spaghetti in front of us and we have our friends Luke and Andrea sitting behind us stuffed into clothing. So they're hidden, acting as our arms and feeding us. Do you? I don't really remember... Who came up with the idea to do that at all? I'm not sure either. I In my head, I think it was me. I know you had the idea of to eat the pasta. And then I think maybe it was my idea to have them do the arms. Because I, I, I think I had watched some sketch shows where they had done stuff like, like, like um, Whose Line Is It Anyway or something like that. And they do stuff like that and that. And I was like, this would be fun. Okay, that's good. Because I, I do remember coming up. So I knew we were doing it with the arms, the people acting as our arms. I didn't remember where that came from. But I remember like sitting down with other people. My friend Will was visiting from out of town at the time and we were eating dinner and just trying to figure out what would be the funniest, messiest food to eat. And we settled on pasta, eating with your hands. We settled on hands because I didn't want to get stabbed in the eye or have my teeth busted out by silverware. Right. And so that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> we did that at our friends Luke and Joanna's house. And it's pretty funny. Yeah. And I think it was my idea to have our arms switched. So Luke, the very our very tall friend, was my arms. And Andrea, one of our friends who's about my height, 
was your arms and it just looked really funny yeah i noticed that while we were watching it that we just like they were behind us and we wanted them hidden so instead of just having them sit there and like run their arms through our sides like andrea's arms are up over my shoulders making (laughs) it even shorter of a range of motion than she would have it looked so funny you just had these tiny little arms coming out do we have did we have big shirts on and then they were inside the shirts because i know we I definitely had a hunchback from Luke's head. Yeah, so you're wearing one of my shirts, and you and Luke are both in there, because I'm much bigger than you. (laughs) And then I'm wearing my own shirt with a hoodie on, and Andrea's under the hoodie. Okay, that's so funny. So we do that, and one thing I always like in this segment is there's a coffee mug that I have that says I'd rather be 40 than pregnant. I found that at Goodwill, and I, I don't understand the joke of it, if there is a joke. Like, you'd rather be old? <laughs> but 40's not even old, no. though. I'm I'm four years away from 40 at this point. Yeah, I'm two years, so we're getting there. Yeah. Well, well, would you rather be 40 or pregnant? I think I'd rather be 40. Yeah, I'm same. <laughs> I mean, I think we described this segment, and it is very funny, but I don't really have much to say about it. It's pretty self-explanatory and straightforward do you have anything about it that stuck out to you watching it just now um i just i really liked that way that you devoured that breadstick at one point andrea just like shoves it in your mouth and you take a huge bite that was really funny yeah i can see me like straining to reach wherever her arms are going to try to get food it was really impressive to watch because andrea kept having to like the whip whip the pasta in her hands and like whip it into your mouth Uh (laughs) to reach it looked like she was trying to make little balls yeah. and like to like <laughs> find purchase and then slurp up yeah. the rest. And then Luke was just kind of sh- they just both did such a good job. Luke was really good at like doing hand gestures and like at the end when we're trying to get the waiter to come like or whatever our pretend waiter to come, he like puts his hand in the air like with the finger and then does the come hither and just, he went really well with our what we were saying at the time. At one point, Luke, too, starts pouring wine. I think maybe we talked about doing that beforehand. But then I don't think we talked about him doing it to the other person's glass as well, which is when it makes a mess. And it's great. It's so funny. It's like, oh, 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 yep. All right. Thanks. (laughs) We did that at Luke and Joanna's house. And that same day, we filmed the next little thing that shows up, which is kind of like the first ever little transitional thing we've had in the specials. It's our friend Melanie, and she's doing sign language. And she's signing. At least this is what she intended to sign, because I asked her about it. Do you know what she was intending to sign? I don't remember. So she was signing, happy birthday, Jesus, because it's Christmas. And then, I think you're freaky, and I like you a lot, like from the Word song. Yeah. And so this week at work, uh, one of my coworkers, Siggy, she took a course in speaking sign language recently. And so I was asking her like, Hey, I'm going to send you this link. Can you tell me what this person is saying? And Melanie got happy birthday, Jesus. She nailed it. And then for the rest of it, Siggy said, I thank you question mark, question mark. And I like you a pile question mark, question mark. I think pretty good. Yeah. She got that. That kind of gets the thought across. Yeah. For someone who doesn't, know how to do sign language she did great yeah she did do great and then in the background of that segment is a song that our friend katie wakowitz i th- recorded 
And I think she said she did that in high school or college. And just like a friend of hers at school. And they just recorded this song they would sing about an El Camino. And this kind of is like a a thing going forward in the specials of... And even... I mean, it obviously has existed at this point already if we were already doing it. But just asking people like... What do you got? Yeah. Give us something. And Katie wanted to contribute, and that's what she gave us. I didn't know that that was uh, Katie. Yep. Uh, I, I I was just, when that was going on, I was wondering where that song came from. Now you know. Now I know. And then next up is the segment that makes up the majority of this Christmas special the with you big dumb idiot talking to their guests about Christmas. I enjoyed this spe- this segment. Yeah. It was fun. I like. Do you like this one more or less than the first one where they only interview me? I like this one more. It flows a lot faster. Yeah, it's <laughs> so much attention. E- so much easier to watch. Yeah. Did anything stand out for me from that segment, or with the things they asked their guests, or anything anyone replied with? Yeah, I I think I wrote two things down, and one of them was I can't remember the person's name now, but when they asked her what she wanted for. From Santa for Christmas, she just said owls. Owls. <laughs> that just made me laugh. Yeah, that was. I have all was their it, names written down. Was it from like doing Laura? So. I think that was Kayla. Kayla. Nope, that no. was not Kayla. No, that was. Oh boy, where are all these names? I think you're right. I don't know. Sorry, name. Your name's lost forever. We'll never get. We'll back never know to your it. name. We can't rewatch it and find out. No, I've already seen it too many times recently. Any other notes from any of that stuff? I wrote down you, Andrew, when he was asking the same woman if she was naughty or nice, but he said it in a real creepy way and then slowly stroked her arm. <laughs> Great job, Andrew. <laughs> one, of, one of my only notes about this segment watching it this time was about Andrew, too. It was just that I liked his glasses. I oh. thought they looked nice. Yeah. So I asked a bunch of the questions, and while we were sitting here watching it, it seems like you knew the answers to them. Some. So maybe. what, on the sixth day of Christmas, what did your true love give to you, Erin? Oh, oh, I don't know. I think that that Pizza M lady, whose name I also don't know, um, was right with the six geese a laying. I, I, it makes, it, in my mind, it's a some type of bird, so. Okay. Well, we'll know. see. I don't know. I think you're right, though. That's what I wrote down. It seemed like the majority of people said that. Yeah. I didn't know it. And then my last little note on this one is that Lindsay and Andrew are interviewing me in my apartment, and I'm wearing a sweater that my dad gave to me, and it's um, just like a knit sweater with the Wu-Tang Clan logo on it. Coming up in a future special, we just have a segment where Lindsay stands in for me, Mm -hmm. and we just make her wear that. And she ends up doing it a couple times. And two of the times she's acted as me in the special, I think she wears that sweater. Oh. So it's its first appearance. Ooh. Going on to the next segment then. Yeah. Talking about things that become recurring things in the special. This is when Tony comes into the Christmas special. Yes. Our friend Tony Walter. Other than me and you just being in the specials, we never really planned for any sort of continuity. And this thing with Tony here starts a lot of things that happen over and over. First up, it's just him and his friends from his hometown, Travis and Kyle Bean and Lauren. And they're all just dicking around, drinking in a garage on Thanksgiving. (laughs) That's when they filmed all this? Yeah, it kind of became a thing they would do as people like move away and 
start their own lives. They're like, hey, we're always going to be home at Thanksgiving. Let's meet up that weekend, maybe even on Thanksgiving and film this. But talking about the things that get established here, Tony does all the work on the Christmas specials modern day. Um, At this point, he wasn't quite as involved. He was mainly working on his segments. But now almost everything is something Tony has a hand in. And I think the Christmas specials would not be as good as they are without him. No. It'd be back to like shooting on tripods or me shakily holding a camera and having no skills. Yeah, it's really evolved. He's gotten like he literally does like almost everybody's camera work stuff now. I feel like. Yeah, I think. It's good if we talk about him all the time in these segments and then never have him on the podcast. Yes, Tony, you're not allowed. So yeah, this is the first death that ever happens in the Christmas special, which going into this, I didn't know there would be deaths, but now I have no idea how many deaths we've had. I would say over 20, just as a guess. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to talk about stuff before okay, this, yeah. the thing, but there's, you know, some people die multiple times. Yeah. I don't know. Do you count all those times or is it? I don't know. I don't know why they did this, but Lauren and Travis are acting like a fish and a fisherman. And she, why didn't they film it outside? I mean, it's cold out. You can see the breath coming out of their They're mouths so, in the garage. Yeah, I know, but it's not like a heated garage. They probably didn't have any light. It was probably nighttime. Oh, that's probably true. I'm, I'm just giving them too much credit. Yeah. But she she reels Travis in, and for reasons I don't know why, he just says, please don't kill me. Like, you don't expect to hear that at a Christmas special. And then he kills her. Yeah. His little fish flipper turns into a knife. Lauren dies. I like that um, the fish is wearing a peacoat and loafers. <laughs> yeah, the the spirit of this one is so good. It's totally just a bunch of kids, for lack of a better word, just dicking around in yeah. a garage. Putting on wigs they find and using a ladder to ram their brother with. I really enjoy it. And Tony did a great job of trying to turn it into something. Yeah. A, a guide to how to celebrate Christmas. Yeah. A couple other things that happen for the first time in this. It's the first time we see the sissy pot. Travis and Tony are doing like a QVC style thing to try to sell it, I think. Yeah. And I don't know what that thing is. I don't know where it came from, but it showed up a lot in the Christmas specials. It does. I like that it flavor it flavors like ham. <laughs> yeah, I like that they very matter-of-factly say things about it in here that they say like they know to be true and everyone else does that if you have a toilet, there's already one in there. All toilets come with one in there. And then the way to use it is to pour water into it, and it turns your water ham-flavored. Yeah. What? <laughs> and then the other thing that shows up here for the first time is the bro exercises, which are Travis and Kyle exercising. Yeah. We try not to get too far ahead of talking about stuff, but many years from this one, there's a moment where the bro exercises like reunite in the same room. And it was like made me way more emotional than I thought I would be oh. while watching it. It just like warmed my heart. I don't I don't think I know what you're talking about, so Yeah, we'll see it we'll find out. Many months from now. That's really all I have. Tony well, Tony burning stuff in his old apartment. <laughs> With a creepy face. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Tony. Making his eyes as big as he can so you can see the whites. I do like that at the beginning of the sissy pot sec part where um 
they're like just like totally awkward and quiet for a little bit and then uh travis introduces himself and then introduces tony and tony tries to introduce himself and travis immediately cuts him off <laughs> it's really funny i've i've talked to tony about these segments before because they end up doing another kind of telemarketer thing like this and i think that the secret to what they're doing is just that they're hammered. They're just drunk. I don't think they're like trying to be awkward. I don't think they planned any of it. <laughs> That's I great. Mean, if Tony ever is allowed on the podcast, maybe I can ask him. Those are all the segments in this one. It ends with me at Urbana Public Television wearing this red shirt with the yellow stripe on it that I've worn in the majority of the specials. Just thanking everyone by name. And then we have a little post credits thing where... Melanie says what? I did it. I Let's look at it. It was so cute. She went, she was like stopped and smiled. And she went, I did it. <laughs> like, it's so cute. And that's it for this. Oh, I did want to say, actually, sure. when you're doing your thanking segment, there were already so many people to thank just in the second one. And it's mostly because of that You Big Dumb Idiot segment. Oh, right. I think that they had 15 or 16 guests and then also Andrew and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it had already swelled to much bigger than I'd ever thought. Yeah. And it makes me happy. It's good. So before we quit talking about this one now, and you go home and come back in a month, mm-hmm. in the second Christmas special, you just watched it. Mm-hmm. What's the the best thing or the most memorable thing of it for you? Like, what do you think of when you think of this Christmas special? Oh, so... There are so many that I can never know. I never know which segments are in which special. But, I mean, obviously, I think it's what comes to my mind the most is just our part. Because that's what I have the most. I actually was involved in it. So. All right. Well, thanks, Aaron. You're welcome. See you in a month. See you in a month. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. We're here with this episode's guest, Lindsay Markle, who made... The segment for this special with her podcasting partner, Andrew, for their podcast, You Big Dumb Idiot. And life partner. Life partner. I haven't seen Andrew for a while. I know the last time I saw Andrew. He was poll working when I voted the last time. (laughs) I thought you meant the other kind of poll. Like, he was poll working. I think he made the same joke. So, yeah. Life partner, Andrew. There you go. I mean, that says a lot about Andrew and I, if he made the same joke. I didn't How mean to interrupt Andrew? your introduction. Oh, no, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Andrew's you know, good. It, it does matter. We're a professional podcast. Exactly. So Andrew's good. Why wasn't yeah. Andrew on this podcast today? <laughs> uh, corona. I can speak for Andrew. Don't worry. <laughs> also, I didn't invite him. Sorry, Andrew. I mean, he wasn't invited, but it would have been it would have been difficult. Listen, it was difficult enough trying to figure out how to do this in a, in a pandemic. In a yeah, blizzard. we're... You're my first remote interview. Aaron and Jason just came to my apartment because things weren't as bad for like a two-week period. Yeah, this is historic. We're really tracking the coronavirus along with learning about the TWH Christmas special. Yeah, when I started doing the podcast, I was in theory kind of using it as a reason to see people I haven't seen in a while again. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's a valid reason. It's a good reason to have a podcast. It's not not a reason that Andrew and I had a podcast to get our friends to come over and hang out with us and talk to us. Yeah. Let's get into talking about the segment then, because I actually had a question just about that. It's filmed in a few different places, Mm -hmm. and I'm an idiot. You guys Mm -hmm. are wearing 
the same clothes every day. <laughs> Did you just record that all in one night in a bunch of different places? Travis, this is a classic trick. You've been tricked by a classic television gag. So if you're on Shark Tank, you're Mark Cuban on Shark Tank, you're recording, I don't want to blow your mind, but you're recording, I would say, five to ten episodes a day. You were in the same damn suit. You know what? That's an illusion that we've pulled on you. Uh, I was wearing pajamas from Target that uh, were for children. Uh, and we I just wore those pajamas several days in a row, I guess. I was trying to remember how long it took to film, and I don't recall. But it was definitely several days in a row where Andrew and I put on these same clothes and visited our friends at their houses, um, some of them at work, some of them at my work. And then some came to my house as well. Um, but there were days, Andrew and I both went remote and filmed our own things for a couple days. We did some together. Yeah, this was a multi-day event in the same wardrobe. Yeah, I actually, I saw some where it was only Andrew and a guest. And I th- I don't know if there were any where it was just you and a guest. I can't quite remember. Well, I know since I just rewatched it that Joe Taylor, Joe Taylor and I were alone in my house because he says he gets uncomfortable when I ask if he would kiss me. <laughs> and looking back, I'm like, well, I mean, I guess I get it. <laughs> I mean, you had to. You had to ask every guest that. Right. I mean, yeah. sure. Well, that was, yeah, that was kind of the gag. Ask everyone the same dumb questions. Uh, yeah, that that basically like shed pride. And, I mean, it's just like narcissism at the heart of you big dumb idiot. Well, one thing that strikes me, and I think you and Aaron talked about it in the first episode, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, is that we're absolutely doing our own thing. Like we're not concerned about Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas special viewers not being familiar with our very specific traditions, inside jokes, phrases, <laughs> who we are. <laughs> There's no introduction of it. And that was like kind of the vibe. I mean, that doesn't feel weird to me even now looking back at it, that it was just kind of like a quilt of like, what do you want to make for Travis's thing? And it was so new. But it's really funny to me that we're just like, hi, and you hear the donkey sound from our podcast. Uh, I think we just hoped that it would kind of be a mutually beneficial partnership. Oh, no. Did you guys get anything out of it? Oh, yeah. Uh, listenership rocket skyrocketed after we appeared on Urbana Public Television. How far into your podcast were you guys at this point? And then how f- much longer did you go? I know I listened, but I don't really remember the timeline. Yeah, it we we were still pretty new. We were still pretty new. I think it was within the... F- well, okay. We did the Christmas special the year before. So this year that we're talking about, let's establish a timeline. It was sure. 2014, right? Yes. I think that's right. Show... I think we had done the podcast for a full year, I'm guessing. And then it went on for only another. I mean, we only did it really two years, like full time, not full time, but consistently creating episodes for about two years. And then we start. Yeah. And then that was it. We, we've created a couple after that, but they were one offs. So we were pretty, I mean, as established as we were ever going to be, I guess. Okay. So I didn't help you much is what you're saying. Um, well, I'm saying we shut down completely, I would say, a year after. So maybe you tanked us. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know this, too, from working on these specials. Um, people don't watch them. Only the people who make them watch them. So I bet the people who watched your segment were the people in your segment. It wouldn't even be the other people who worked on the special. 
Yeah. And there were a lot of people in our segment. So that really, yeah, really benefited you more than us. Yeah. So I want to, I want to talk about that a little, if that's okay. Please. So the year before this, um, even though we're in, in theory, focusing on this second year in this episode, the year before this, you, you and Andrew were on and you talked to me at Urbana Public Television. We put a camera on a tripod and sat there and talked forever. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the ca- the camera didn't move. It, there were no edits. Yeah. And then you had to realize, well, I'm g- going to put a little bit of words in your mouth here. Mm-hmm. You had to realize that that's boring, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. More or you less. were like, let me get 15 people and like move, have it move. This whole special in general moves more, uh, mainly yeah. because of your segment and the segment Tony did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was so funny to watch it all back. Yes, totally. I think the first year we, I I don't know, we, I mean, we didn't know what we were doing and we kind of did the easiest thing, which was like, let's just take a version of our brand new podcast to UPTV. We were, and we also probably thought it was funny in retrospect. I don't really remember, but it was, I mean, it was classic public television. It's like two people, you know, three people sitting in this ugly, boring, plain room uh, doing boring things. But yeah, it is boring. And I definitely think that having worked on the podcast for however long we've been doing it, I mean, it must have been closer to two years. I don't know, year and a half. We, A, we had that many guests. So with all the people that were in the segment had been guests on the podcast. So, and a lot of those people were sort of casual friends or people we sort of knew before and then got to know when they came to be on the show. So it was like we were, we like had all these friends <laughs> It was like we could involve more people. There was just more to do. We didn't really have anything to pull from in the first uh, the first year of the special because we'd been only been, only been doing the podcast for a while. And we were like, we didn't really know what our thing was other than we were like silly, really silly <laughs> and really committed to gags, which is not unlike the Christmas special. So it was definitely a similar vibe. But the second year it was like, well, we have all these guests who have talked about all these interesting things that they're really into. Let's go to their houses. <laughs> yeah, I got to see all their decorations. It was nice. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah, I think that was really it was like let's be annoying was definitely the you know part of the vibe and so we were just kind of jokingly like what if we inflicted ourselves in person and just started like ringing the doorbells of all the people who have been on the show so far. And uh forcing them to be in our Christmas special. So that's what okay. we did. I counted everyone up. There are 15 people. Mm-hmm. Um, 15 guests and then you and Andrew and then I don't know if we want to single everyone out by name we can if you'd like sure. and we might even talk about little things they did or rank I them wanna... from best to worst well I do want to mention a, f- a little thing here I yeah. looking back I don't know all these people yeah so how did you get them to do this were you just <laughs> like you were on our podcast do this thing that will be on YouTube that is a really good question. I would love to like look back and see what the emails were that we sent people. But I'm guessing it was just because our segment was so you big dumb idiot focused that they didn't really need to know. We may not have even said like it's for <laughs> it's for something larger. We probably just said we're doing a OK, I'm going to I'm going to take myself back to 2014. Hey, y'all. Oh, I don't know what I wrote. It was probably oh, nice, like <laughs> nice 2014 haircut. <laughs> Thanks so much. God, what did I look like? I don't really want to think back to 2014. I was probably wearing a cardigan with cats all over it. I think you H&M. were wearing I think you were wearing um pajamas that you bought at Target every day for <laughs> oh, right. 2 weeks. 
<laughs> and a high pony and an undercut. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, I got caught up in being younger. <laughs> and <laughs> and how, how why why must we age? Why must we all, Travis, just ceaselessly plod toward the black void of death? Uh, what was the question? I'm I'm sure we told them we are filming a Christmas segment for public or band of public television. We probably said that. And, you know, we're hoping that you will we'd like to be on it. It will be fun. The the pitch with you big dumb idiot on going on the podcast and I'm sure going on the show was always like, We'll make it easy for you. It is low pressure. It was a thing that I edited I edited like I edited the podcast so closely that we would promise people like, Don't worry if you say something dumb. <laughs> We'll cut it out. Or if you say something and later regret it, just let me know and we won't use it or whatever. Um, so I'm sure we just said, don't worry. It'll be easy. We'll just show up and ask you questions about Christmas. I've mentioned I didn't know all the people. And I do want to highlight the five people I don't know and then ask you something about them. Yeah, they okay? are all dead. They're all dead. Confirmed. Oh, well, never just mind that. I was going <laughs> to try to make a new friend. Oh, just kidding. I don't think. Oh, God. I don't think anyone's dead. <laughs> Everyone's still alive. The five I don't know are Lauren. Yeah. Joe alive. Taylor. <laughs> yes. Alive. Is it Cara or Kara Maurizi? Kara. Mm-hmm. Kara. <laughs> Sorry, Kara, that I called you Kara. Malia. Mm-hmm. And Martha. I don't know any of these people. Mm-hmm. And my my question is, which one of them do you think would be my best friend today? And can you put me in touch with them? Yeah, definitely. A lot of those people have moved away, which is kind of weird. Um, probably because they didn't have you as a best friend. They were like, what's the point? I got to go. All those people <laughs> have moved. Lauren lives in Buffalo, New York, for some reason. And you can tell her I said that. Oh, I, oh no, I don't know where everyone lives, but they moved away. Malia moved away. Joe moved away. Of those bye, people, bye. Martha, so it was Lauren, Malia, Joe, Kara. Kara. Kara's the one I'm forgetting. Maybe Lauren. I think you would Lauren. vibe with Lauren really well. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren um, was kind of like a dark horse of friendship because um, she was a lot younger than me. We worked together at the Girl Scouts at the time. And, um, you know, she was kind of like newly out of college. She's like this little blonde, like, you know, cute girl, like a sorority type. <laughs> Um, she's really, really funny, obsessed with Survivor. That's what she came to talk about on the show. Um, and you can kind of see our vibe in the segment. It's really fun for me to watch it back since she doesn't live here anymore, especially like we had, we had kind of like a gag going, like we had like a comedy vibe between us where like one of us was kind of the straight guy. Like there's a few, there's a few bits with Lauren where I like look into the camera, like office style. Um, and she was really fun and she and Andrew and I always had a lot of fun together. So yeah, you would vibe with Lauren. Yeah, there's the part of it with hers with her that I like that you did is she's messing with like some of the decorations and you just tell her to concentrate on doing the Christmas special. Exactly. Yeah, that was very characteristic of our, uh, you know, with uh, we were like we were performing. We were performing for the world. That's what we were doing. Okay, so Lauren in Buffalo, New York. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to be friends with me, please hit me up on Twitter at Jake Fogelnest. Do you remember when when you watched this special? Did it seem weird to you that it was so you big dumb idiot 
Like, uh, there's just so many inside jokes in it. No, not at all. And um, I think I was just excited that I said it earlier that it was moving. Like, I had seen the special from the year before, and I. Even now, looking back, when people ask about them, I'm like, you don't have to watch that first one. <laughs> and then, like, and I know you decently well. We're not super close or anything, but I've known you a long time. Yes, true. And I knew Andrew through you, and I listened to your podcast, so I was familiar with it. And kind of the idea of doing these Christmas specials in general has been to contact my more talented and entertaining friends and have them make something and attach my name to it. Yes. So I was like pretty happy that you guys were doing your thing. It didn't need to be a Travis Wayne Hurt thing. And these specials often have too much of me in them. So I was happy to see all these other people. Wow. Strong disagree. Um, but the way that you just described the special is totally, I think I've said this several times already, but that is such the You Big Dumb Idiot vibe as well, which I, I keep saying that they vibed well together. But it's true. It's like the podcast really presupposed like we rarely reached out to people that we didn't already know sometimes we would but usually it, we I mean we started with our group of friends and then worked out and I haven't even said what you big dumb idiot is I guess so maybe I should just say for people who didn't listen to a podcast that hasn't existed for seven years um that the 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 premise was that we invited Andrew and I my friend Andrew my friend Andrew and I uh invited a guest on and the guest could pick any topic of their choosing uh, that they just loved, that they were passionate about, and and that Andrew and I didn't know much about or anything about. And then they would come on and we would basically talk about that topic that they loved. So it really presupposed that our friends were all really interesting and would say funny and compelling things, and they did. <laughs> so it worked out, and that's, yeah, that's so the Christmas special now, it feels like. Can I tell you something I noticed about kind of the opposite of that while watching last night? Oh my God, please. You guys are, it's your podcast, it's your segment, and you're, so you're at the center of it. And I feel like it's kind of the opposite of what I'm doing, where I have all these more talented people do things, and I'm just there. And you and Andrew, no offense to these guests, through a lot of these segments, you're carrying everything. Yeah, well, yeah, we're the hams. It's like we're the hams in the room, and we, yeah, all the... Yeah, hamming, hamming up, up to the camera and reacting and all that. Yeah, that's definitely our vibe. Yeah, I I get the, how that's different. It's like you're kind of the straight man among you're like a specter on the on the Christmas specials. Really, you're not even the straight man. You're like a legend, a myth, and that feels like how it should be. Yeah, within the current twenty twenty two continuity, I'm dead for the second you're time. Right, you're right for the second time. Yeah, exactly. You're. You're like beyond human on on your own special. I guess you might know this, but there's one of the specials that I'm not even in. And I realized kind of the final day of it that if I could get someone else to film the very end segment where I thanked everyone, that I wouldn't have to be in the special at all. And so I emailed you that day and you just like popped over on a break and did it. I did it though. No, I didn't pop over on a break. Oh, no, I did. What did I do? Oh, that was a Beto's birthday party. Sorry, this is totally inside baseball. That was Shelly Duvall. Yeah, we've had you sub in as me, I think, three times overall. Yeah, I forgot about the Shelly Duvall gag. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it until that episode. But yeah, that's good. Upcoming. Um, No, I was just, it was really fun. It was fun to look back at. I love watching the segment that Andrew and I did. It is really fun for me <laughs> because it does move and it's like, 
you know, it was just a different time. We were we were younger. We were not dumber. We're probably dumber now. <laughs> we're sexy. Full, fuller of what? <laughs> What'd you say? Younger and dumber and oh, fuller. Yeah. Younger and dumber and fuller of, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and, you know, there were people. Anyway, it was just, it's a fun reminder of the time. And it does move. I think I think it's really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, so that's all. You're editing, I assume, right? You edited all that together? Yeah. So I can show you, since we're on Zoom, I can show you the uh, spreadsheet that I created I to keep track of this. I can't wait to explain this spreadsheet into this microphone. Yeah, I can't wait for you to do it either. It's green and white. Yeah, so this was like at the last hour. So Andrew and I filmed all of these segments separately. And then I was trying to find a way to edit them into a cohesive thing. So along the top, we have all the questions. Along the side, we have all the people. And it was like I highlighted what answers from what people we wanted for each question and then started making notes. And it's just wild. I mean, it shows this is it's just a completely bonkers mental state. Did you ask everyone all of these questions? Because I can see in the spreadsheet, um, basically, let's say 10 questions and then you have each person divided up. Or did you like leave some out for certain people? No, we asked the same questions always. Although I don't remember what happened with Martha. If Martha is listening, Martha only had like two little bits. She didn't end up in the final cut. And Martha is like funny and interesting. So I don't I don't know what happened. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, Martha had her child show up midway through. So maybe yeah. she was doing child stuff. That's true. I don't remember. But yeah, she... She didn't uh, get a lot of airtime that year. That kid can now probably like drive and yeah. vote and smoke a grown cigarettes. Person. Literally, yeah. I Charles, this is a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Ten years. <laughs> this, is an, this is an old Google spreadsheet. So yes, I edited all of that together on a frenzied weekend. I remember just like, I don't know, and you're like parked at a computer and getting really like sweaty and gross and dehydrated. And Andrew stopped by and I think like maybe brought me Starbucks being like, sorry, you're doing this. Um, and I'm sure we got it turned in at the last minute or probably late. Uh, but I love editing stuff like this, too. I really like, you know, finding the funny bits and highlighting them. Um, so this is really, you know, I, co I complain about it, but this is my joy. And it was the same with the podcast. I edited the podcast quite heavily. Um, and it still pisses me off so much when people make podcasts and it's just like, I don't understand. Like they're, it's their phone just sitting on a table in a room. That's one thing I'm grouchy about. <laughs> I try not to be grouchy about things, but I don't understand. But the audio on podcasts is terrible so much of the time. So I love that the audio on this podcast sounds good and crisp. Great job. Oh, Travis. thanks. After yeah. we've done one episode, hopefully we can keep it going. I mean, you're holding like a microphone. That's really all that I care about. <laughs> Yeah, I'm reteaching myself audio editing because uh, I used to work in radio, which is how you and I met. As we all know. I don't know. I don't. It was a long time ago. I know. I think no one knows that. Yeah. So yeah, I was like thinking the early aughts. I was thinking about this like in leading up to interviewing you for today's podcast. And this, we're going off track, which I hopefully you don't mind. I certainly don't mind. 
Do you think you and I have had more conversations that are intended for content for people to consume than we've had in real life as friends? Travis, definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. (laughs) Can Can that be true? I mean, it's definitely like close to the same number, if not more. I mean, we may have had more conversations like in real life, but I don't know if they've lasted as long. I think if you put them like lengthwise, yeah, we've had right. more recorded or broadcasted conversations than like hanging out in a yard or a party. That's that's very true. I I'm sure that's true. Well, and it reminds me of something Christmas special related. So I noticed I mean, the whole the whole Christmas special franchise is such a um monument to your friendship with Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Gillis and the tapestry of the relationship that it <laughs> the Christmas special follows is so wild. And she mentioned in the first episode of this podcast, oh my God, that the Euro event in episode one was the first time or the first Christmas special was the first time that you two had hung out one on one. Yeah, for sure. The Christmas special is literally building friendships. Yeah, it really has. Like, there are so many people I've worked on with this that I've either met through doing this or this has, like, vastly strengthened my relationship with. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Like, doing creative things with your friends is so fun. Yeah, who knew? I know. Um, Aaron also says, I had a a specific question. I know this is your podcast, but I have questions. Um, Aaron also says... In the special, you're talking about Todd the Cat. Well, famously, episode, I keep saying episode, but the second Christmas special, again, the Christmas special again, is the one where you eat spaghetti and wine. Uh I think it's during that. Aaron says, it's really weird that you named a cat after your friend in reference to RIP the late Todd the Cat named after Todd the Human. Is that the sole reason that you now have a cat named after Aaron? Because she made that comment. Um, you know, I did not remember that specific comment when I named my cat Gillis that after Aaron Gillis, but my two old man cats, Pie Storm and Todd, they both passed away like a year apart. And then when it came time to get cats again, I decided I wanted to get kittens because I'd never had kittens. And Aaron was like, Hey, one of my coworkers has these, this barn kitten and you can probably have it. And I had kind of decided I wanted to name one of the new cats after a friend again because I don't, I like like cycles of things and patterns. It like mm-hmm. helps my brain. Yeah. I'm and you. so since Erin helped me get the cat, I named the new cat after her. Wow. It's poetry. It's beautiful. I mean, it is a true circle of life. And I named the cat Todd after my friend Todd because I knew of all my friends it would bother him the most. <laughs> That's a really good reason. Yeah. We've shouted out Lauren and given her a ton of time. We shouted Is out there... Lauren. Lauren's great. Anyone um, else you want to give some recognition to in here? Mostly just me. I have a, I have a lot of notes about how funny I am. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, one of my notes says, I am so funny. <laughs> That's a good note. I am so funny. I really think I'm so funny in this. <laughs> And it's true. I mean, that's also the benefit of getting to edit your own segment is you get to pick the things that you look funniest in, um, which is also a big reason why it was good for me to edit the podcast. Like I did way more work. I think Andrew would agree. He would not argue with me on this. I did so much more work and labor for the podcast for Andrew's and my podcast, You Big Dumb Idiot, um, 
but he was kind of objectively funnier and quicker than I was with like references and things like that. So that was his weight. Wow. That sounds really sad to me in my own self-image, but I was like, it's fine. I'll do physical labor to make up for my deficiencies. You can really skew it in your favor if you're the one making the final cut. That's a lesson from history to us. Um, I had a question, another question for you. Do you have a neighbor named Vernon or have you ever had a neighbor named Vernon? No, I mentioned that in there and I didn't know what that was. It's probably just a dumb name I pulled out of That's nowhere. That's really funny. Yeah, you just pulled it out of thin air. All right. I thought surely it was dipping into the subconscious. That's when we were you were asking about the like uh, the days of Christmas song. Yeah, six. The number I think it was what on the yeah, sixth day, day of Christmas, Christmas my true love gave to me. Lord's leaving. Seven. That's seven. Um, six. Maids of milking. Gisela. Uh. Six maids of milking. Is that the Leaping Lords? Is it Geese a Ladies dancing. Six geese a fiddling. Six swans a swimming. The sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave. Lords a leaping. The Near the end, they run out of birds. They start naming people, but it's mostly birds. <laughs> Eleven, my neighbor. <laughs> two turtle doves. Two turtle doves. Macaulay Culkin got those ornaments in Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. Two turtle doves. You give one to your true love, you keep the other one. I'm touching this toilet with my leg. It's quite funny. I don't know who the name of my neighbor at that time. I do know that he would very often just come home and leave his keys in his door. And we had kind of established a pattern where when I left for work in the morning, I would pull his keys out of his door and open his door and drop them and close his door. That's so nice. Yeah. Did you just do that the first time without saying anything? Yeah. That's really, that's nice. Hey, I'm a good neighbor. I'm a better neighbor now. I'm quieter. Yeah, you're not. Are you still listening to uh, The Last Waltz on Christmas? No, I saw, I, I mentioned that in here as a Christmas tradition of getting drunk and watching The Last Waltz very loudly. I don't know when the last time I even watched that movie was. So yeah, that tradition's wow. gone. Sunrise, sunset. Yeah. change. No, no more The Last Waltz on Christmas Eve. I remember really liking that when you said it. Uh, we have well, the Pie Storm. We, you know, we have Pie Storm. Pie Storm makes a classic appearance in the segment. Yeah, it might be the most screen time he ever gets in here. It feels like it goes on for hours um, in some aspects. I felt when I was watching it last night. But again, I've already mentioned, you know, the 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 Christmas special was not what it is today. So you, big dumb idiot, ended up doing three segments for the Christmas special total. And this is the one that isn't just you guys talking to me. Mm -hmm. And they're they're all fairly lengthy because they have to be because mm -hmm. it's this like interview segment where you're you guys each have 10 questions or bits you're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. And I think this one works the best because it's not just me. It's oh, yeah. other people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And looking back on it, I'm sure. I mean, we didn't do a, we didn't do anything after this 2014 one for for years. Right. Like multiple years. Yeah, you pr were you just fried from editing or yeah, got busy I, I'm, in life? I'm sure that the next year I was like, no, hard no. Um, who knows? Who knows what was going on in my life? But yeah, it was it was so much work to edit this one that that's the only one we got so far. Other notes I have just about things people say and do in the segment. I'm ready. A thing that I've come back to as a joke over and over whenever I, I've seen all these specials so many times. Mm -hmm. And kind of when I see this segment, I go, 
Oh, this is the one where Dane says he's not pro-choice. That is, I, I have a note about that too. That has become like such a classic line in my brain. I always want to quote it to people, but there's so much context that you can't build. You can't recreate it. I know, but you great. see, it's a wonderful moment too because it's, uh, he's really high. I mean, I don't think he would mind me saying that. It's pretty obvious. He's really stoned, and he, <laughs> like the whole bit where we where we ask him that is really funny to me because I'm sitting on the back of the couch, and it might be funnier if you know Dane, but also I feel like the Dane vibe really comes through <laughs> of just like lecherous, like uh, yeah, I'm down for whatever. So he's really stoned. I'm sitting on the back of the couch, and we ask him if he would kiss us. And he, and you see me, viewers, rewind. You see me slide on to sit next to him on the couch. So he's now sitting between Andrew and I on this love seat. And the ease with which he, he puts up his arms and puts his arms around both of us with like such, it's such a natural movement. Um, that guy is a pervert. Mark my words. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a very decent man. He, he moved away. He's, he's married now. He's a very decent person. And we did not, uh, none of, but none of us did hook up that night unless Andrew went back after I went home. But um, yes, Dane says, we ask who he would kiss first. And he says, don't make me choose. I'm not pro-choice. And he instantly on his face. Yeah, you can see regret, surprise, joy. Oh, I, always, I always thought he said it on purpose as a joke. It's good to know that he was just being a real idiot. Well, I think he said it sort of as a joke. And then as soon, it, like it's one of those things that then you say it and you're like, uh <laughs> Should I have well, said that on film? Um, but yeah, it's really, really funny. Don't make me choose. I'm not pro-choice. I, I, it also rem, it reminds me, watching the segment and watching the, the Christmas special again reminds me that, I mean, the Christmas special again, again, the second Christmas special. Oh, yeah, I, remember, I keep forgetting. That's the name. <laughs> I know. And watching it again, again, again. I just remember in general, especially back then, like you said, we were not close friends and I really had not like hung out with your group of friends or like the group, the the friends where our two friend groups overlap. <laughs> I right. really had not hung out with a lot of them. And I remember in general kind of being like, I don't really understand Travis's friends and I'm a little scared of them because there's so much about like the devil. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, the devil. Like, and it reminds me of like not afraid, but I um, like I went to junior high with this girl named Laura, who I was good friends with, and I really loved her. And when I would go to her house, she would put on her black light, and we'd listen to Marilyn Manson CDs, and it like freaked me out in a way that I really liked. I was like, "This is cool. This is really cool." I'm a little scared, but I really like this. And she watched Tales from the Crypt and stuff, and I was it was just out of my league. <laughs> like darkness wise and it's that's the same vibe it's like wow i'm having a really good time and i am a little afraid but wow i trust you all a lot this um, is the cool the coolest <laughs> i've ever felt is hearing that yeah you're like the cool like kind of dark scary friend that i was like okay i'll ride in the back seat of you know your car to some i don't know what we're doing <laughs> football game um so something you mentioned about Going back to Dane being stoned, it makes one of my other notes here make a lot of sense. Um, it, I'm assuming you guys filmed that at Keith's house or apartment. Yes. Because we at one point, apartment. Dane calls and has to come up. Mm -hmm. I notice there's a box of cheese that's on the table that keeps being opened and closed between shots. You know, I'm sure that was me because cheese it's are my favorite snack. This is ringing a bell. 
like, ooh, like maybe something happened that we filmed and then didn't use in the final cut, maybe. But I'm sure if there were Cheez-Its there, I mean, I'm sure it didn't hurt Dane when he showed up. But I'm sure it was me who was the Cheez-It hound and eating the Cheez-Its. Do you know, I don't like Cheez-Its or any of those cheese-flavored crackers. Mm. And I'm going to tell you something that I tell Cheez-Its fans this. And at first they go, no way. And then they think about it and they're like, you're right. I've never heard you tell a lie. They taste exactly like fish food. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, no, you are right. Yeah, can't get into them. And they're so aggressively flavored. It's like, yeah, the smell is really strong. What is the smell of fish food? Doesn't it smell like fish? Cheese it. <laughs> okay. I walked into that one. Of the people who are the guests in this segment, the 15 people, <laughs> I'm going to read their names really fast. Okay. Okay. Lauren, Keith, Abby, Laura, Joe, Kara. Another Joe. Two Joes. Lena, Malia, Larry, Dane, Martha. Who regretted it the most? <laughs> oh, okay. I would say probably who regretted it the most? Probably Joe. <laughs> Joe Taylor or Joe, Joe Barlow? Ta- Joe Taylor. No, Joe Barlow, I think he had fun. He's you know, he's like still doing this this kind of thing. He's like making a living doing this kind of thing now, being silly on camera. I think Joe Taylor I still, I'll just be honest, I still, when I watch this, can't tell how uncomfortable he actually is when I ask about the kiss thing or if he's like, you know, make, like putting on a bit. I really can't tell because I, of course, go into immediate bit and then move on to the next question <laughs> and didn't take the time to be like, are you okay, Joe? Did I make you uncomfortable? Um, also, there were other people in the room. It's not like I had this man in a closet and I was trying to force him to kiss me. Um, <laughs> I mean, if he wanted to. So, yeah, I don't know. I, if... The vibe I did get was like, uh, I'm married and I don't want my wife to see me saying that I would kiss anyone. <laughs> so in general, Joe may have regretted it. Martha may have regretted the time she put into it because she got nothing out of it. She got like one shot. And otherwise, maybe Abby. Because it just seems like um, we're really imposing on Abby's time. <laughs> Abby was really... Uh, I think Abby had like a, maybe she had, she had a baby at that time. I don't remember when they had a child, but anyway, we were at Abby's place of work. Um, and she seems weary while we're talking to her. Abby, if you hear this and you weren't weary, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to knock you, but I think she was down to clown with us, but you know, Andrew and I are higher in energy. We can really, we can grate. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you were at, you went to her job. She may have already been tired from that. So that might be, it was the end of of the day. They were closing up the restaurant for sure. I want to tell you one thing about Abby that I remember about this that we may not put into the podcast. Okay, I'm so ready. It's through the rounds of posting it on social media and people commenting, whatever, whatever, whatever. I've maybe met Abby once or twice ever, probably mm-hmm. at Pizza M or mm-hmm. a bar or something. And she just commented herself on the video of the Christmas special that that was the best her boobs had ever looked. <laughs> I remember that. And I was like, cool, that lady's cool. But she is cool. You know, she is cool. So she doesn't regret it. So that shows yeah. she's like, she's prom- she's doing it to promote herself. <laughs> yeah. At least her boobs. Okay, great. Well, then I, uh, she doesn't regret it. She regrets it the least. Well, sorry to Joe. Sh- sorry to Martha. Way to go, Abby. You did it. Yeah. Congratulations, Abby. And your two friends. 
I guess that's really about all I have for notes on this specific segment. Um, do you have anything further you'd like to talk about working on this specific one? Uh, well, I would like to know if while you and while you and Aaron were filming your spaghetti, were you afraid of choking? Because I am rigid with fear every time I watch it that one of you is going to choke. So we weren't afraid of. I at least wasn't afraid of choking. I can't speak for Aaron. Um, I'll ask her that the next time I see her, though. Please. The thing that we had to figure out and then work around was that we're eating food and this eventually becomes a thing we do over and over and over we're eating this food you'd think we would eat it with silverware but we were like you can't get stabbed in the eye with our friends luke and andrea were acting as our arms so that would be that was the more the thing i was more scared of was getting poked in the eye or like having one of my teeth busted out right and then because of that necessary thing of not wanting to get injured We've went on and just eaten spaghetti with our hands a bunch of times in these Christmas specials now. Yeah. Well, no spoilies, but in the most recent one. You're coming back. Yeah, exactly. The spaghetti returns. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It sets up a good precedent. It's so funny. Thank you. I love it. So that's all I have to talk about for this specific one. But I do have some general questions if you can get into them. Yes, I would love to. So I'm going to try to ask all my guests these questions of working on the Christmas specials as a general idea. Um, first up, overall, out of working on all the Christmas specials that you've worked on, what is the best memory you have? This is tough because when I picture, especially the segment for the second Christmas special, the one we're talking about, that was really, really fun. And... I remember specifically a a night when Andrew, Andrew and I were driving to Kara's house to film with her and probably several more people because we just tried to stack people all in a row when we could. And it was like we had the bag with the camera. We had whatever dumb props we needed. We had our list of extremely dumb questions. And we had our, I had my elf pajamas from Target. And it was like we were really, really excited and just really turned up on our own dumb idea and how silly it was going to be and everyone we were going to interview was really into it and and excited and so that was probably the most exciting part of of the most exciting year for us like as opposed to a few days later when I was like sitting at a computer for hours (laughs) editing it and being like why did we do this Um, but the excitement of making it and you know planning all that and realizing it was going to work was really really fun that's good, yeah. You're, I like that your favorite memory of it, and I think this is, I assume this is going to become a theme with talking to people, like your favorite memory of working on this isn't even on film. It's yeah. driving oh, to yeah. the location to get ready to do it. Definitely. Yeah. And like I said, there are plenty of moments from that segment, that that sort of montage, not montage, the segment that I edited together that stay with me and that I think are so funny. But yeah, my favorite memory is, yeah, just working on it. Driving to Kara's house. Making people hang out with you. Exactly. And then the other question I have is a general question that I want to ask everyone yeah. until I give up on it. Okay. Um, without any concerns for the budget involved or the talent of the people working on the Christmas special, what would you have liked to make in a perfect world? I have kind of a cop-out. Well, I have a cop-out answer for this, and then I have a real answer for this. The cop-out answer is... This is, I would not want to change anything about the budget or the talent because this 
precise kind of budget and talent is exactly my jam. Like I love, I'm like a community theater bitch. Can I say bitch on your podcast? I think you're the first person who's asked if they can cuss on the podcast. So now we're a real podcast. Exactly. I think the answer is no. I don't know. I'm a community theater gal um, because you have to pretend like you just have to make stuff out of nothing basically is the whole ethos. I love that. I have always loved that vibe. Will always love that vibe. And it just reminds me like the Christmas special in general just reminds me of running around with my friends in junior high like as soon as we were allowed to carry around our family's video cameras we were making little movies like this however if I had an endless budget um, and just could do whatever I wanted with endless money always my dream in any situation it would be um, I really love movies that take place in one location and one it's like one night at this party or whatever one um, you know one maybe one weekend but usually like one night is the best best for me and do you know what I mean like a location specific like um the anniversary party is an example of this kind of movie that's I think I would bring all of the 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 Christmas special worlds together like (laughs) all the different groups of people who have made separate things and force everyone I don't know what we do like we sleep in like a haunted mansion or something and all do instead of it being individual segments it would be one mega one night I'm, I'm making this up as I'm talking but Perfect. we just throw everybody into the blender and make one enormous segment together yeah like um the Travis Wainhurt Christmas special versus Predator exactly <laughs> yes all the franchises mixed and it could be like maybe maybe it's because I've been watching Murderville on Netflix but it could maybe, maybe be like a murder mystery, like one of us dies early on, and then I don't know. I feel like I'm, hey, I'm up, something here. I'm up for dying again. I like when I don't have to be in these. I would also love to die. <laughs> well, maybe we can make something this year where you get to die again. Maybe. I mean, please. I'm begging. I don't want to make all of these Christmas specials about me and coming from my brain. And I also don't want to make this podcast all about me and my ideas. So I asked our previous guest, Jason Liggett, to ask you a question. And here it is. So one of the things that I loved not being involved in the creative side of producing the specials was I never knew the name of what the special was going to be, right? Because it's not like you just called it one, two, three, four, five. You always had something and some of them were building on one each year. So one of the things that I loved is when you would finally email me or sometimes when we were just sitting down editing, you would be I'd be like, so what's the actual name of this? And you, and then you would tell me and I'd be like, oh yeah, I love that one. Uh, so I'm curious if she could choose a title for a future Travis Wainhurt Christmas special, what would she name it? This is a part, this is a wonderful question from Jason. And Thanks, I Jason. Love, I, thank you so much, Jason. Jason was a perfect guest. I, I, I could listen to this podcast if, if the guest every week was Jason. Um, and so his question about what would I name a Christmas special is impossible. It's an impossible question. Because I think I have an answer to it. There's an answer that I have that's just a gut reaction. And that's the one I'll give eventually. But talking about like the murder mystery, I'm already thinking like, 
you know, I'm already trying to brainstorm names for everyone locked in a house and we start dying one by one. So it would really depend on what it ended up being, I think. I would want it to be content specific. But the first thing that came into my mind is if I could name a Christmas special, it would be Travis Wayne Hurt presents the Lindsay Jane Markle Christmas special. And then I have my own spinoff franchise and rise to glory on my own on your good name. I love this. <laughs> I mean, I'm up for it. We're Can you cut? Pitching. If you're putting my name on it, I won't cut in on the profit. Absolutely not a problem. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and you have to ask me a question. I have to ask you a question? <laughs> yeah. I've asked you so many questions. Oh, I do have a question for you. Okay, I did prepare. I'm so sorry. I panicked because I've had a lot of questions for you that I wrote down. I thought maybe I didn't save the question. Now I have a question for you. Okay. Okay, Travis. Now I mean this seriously. <laughs> this is going to sound like a joke question, but I'm truly curious after all these years of doing the Christmas specials, is it at all about Christmas? No. I, I, I talked about this a little bit with Jason. Sorry that I'm sure. going to just recycle this with your answer. But no, no, no. That's fine. I, he I heard the answer, but please, I, I do want you to repeat it. Yeah, we it it's kind of a very lucky thing for us that we named this a Christmas special because it gave us an excuse to only do it once a year. Right. And it just makes organizing the whole thing so much better. So I guess... The way that it's most closely tied to Christmas is that it happens once a year. Well, okay, then let me alter. Let me shift my question a bit to say, sure. do you care about Christmas? Do you have, okay, no, no, I want to shift it even more. Yeah. <laughs> when you go to make these specials, is there any Christmas spirit in your heart? <laughs> like hearkening back to something maybe you felt, you know, as a child or anything you felt for like Santa Claus. Is there <laughs> any love for Christmas? that you get excited about when working on these specials or is it absolutely divorced from Christmas entirely? The th it's divorced from Christmas entirely. The thing that I'm most excited about I'm working on these specials is just like working on the specials with my friends and having a reason to do it. And if mm -hmm. any of them want to try to make a thing that's Christmassy or they ask me for like input, like, Hey, how can I make this a Christmas thing? I'm always there to try to help with that, but I don't care. And I think I don't know that Aaron and I have stuff about Christmas in ours at all anymore. Unless like, so. like if there's a Christmas tree in the background, just because we're filming it at that time of year, that might be it. I, mm -hmm. I know in the earlier ones, there was some effort to like set design by putting like a dog with a Christmas hat on in somewhere in the frame, but we've sure. given up on that. Okay. I accept it. It's about me, baby, the Travis <laughs> Wayne Hurt. That name's in there before Christmas. Absolutely. And it takes up three words. Right. Well, thank you for being on. Of course. It's been lovely it to talk to you. Truly my pleasure. I've been, I mean, I love the Christmas specials. I couldn't say enough about them. And, oh, I have another touching thing to say about friendship. And it harkens back to something you directly, you just said, reminded me of it. That I think it's in Amy Poehler's book, 
she talks about, you know, she's whatever she's on the road, she's working on something and she is driving and listening to the radio, maybe. But Willie Nelson's uh, on the road again comes on. And when she hears the line, the life I love is making music with my friends. She just starts to like sob thinking about working on these projects with her buddies and all this. And that is completely I kept thinking of that while I was watching the Christmas special last night. That's the best part of it. Thanks, Lindsay. Of course. Thank you, Travis. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. And that's all there is to say about the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas special again. I'm sure we'll never speak of it again. As far as an update on what the 10th year of the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas specials is looking like, I've been contacting people to work on this podcast. I've been contacting people for a few other projects. I've been reaching out to people outside of Champaign-Urbana to see if they're interested in working on the summer Christmas special. And I haven't done much for the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas Special X, the official 10th entry in this series. I did do my actual first day of work on that Christmas special this month, though. And by work, I mean someone said, hey, here's an idea I have for the Christmas special. What do you think? And I said, hey, this other person we know would be great at working on that with you. Let me put you in touch. I love my administrative duties. To paraphrase the thing that Lindsay said, that Amy Poehler said, that Willie Nelson said, the life I love is making the Travis Wainhurt Christmas special with my friends. While reaching out to people to work on these various projects, I've gotten kind of a standard response, which is, hey, sorry I've been hard to get in touch with the last year. Things have not been going well. Here are all the examples of that. And then people kind of unload. It seems like during the pandemic, people aren't doing well. So if you need to talk to anyone, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at Jake Fogelnest. Thank you for listening to the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas Special, the podcast. Thanks to my co-host Aaron Gillis and this month's special guest, Lindsay Markle. Our theme music is by Bookmobile. You can buy their stuff at badboysofbookmobile.bandcamp.com. And the interstitial music is by Curb Service, who you can find at curbservicemusic.com. Join us again next month as we discuss the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas Special again plus... My name's Travis Wayne Hurt. If anyone out there would like to give me a ride home, I think that'd be real nice. this toilet with my leg.